honest hockey talk and opinions. This is Penalty Box Radio. Live with Alex Doherty and Sean Smith on Smashville's best sports talk, 1025 and 1063 The Game and the Game Nashville app. And welcome to Penalty Box Radio Live, presented by Salas Realty Group. Salas Realty Group, your premier destination for Nashville, Tennessee real estate. We're also brought to you by the Nashville Spartans, Nashville's one and only junior hockey team based in Nolensville. I am your host, Alex Darty. Joining me today, Sean Smith, as usual. This is Penalty Box Radio Live, and we're ready to talk about the Nashville Predators. Sean, what is going on? Oh, man, Alex, I tell you what, I'm, I'm really excited. Traffic was fun today. We got here in plenty of time just to hang around and shoot the breeze if you will yes and uh you know just ready for a good show i enjoyed listening to uh smashville live uh with uh, the two goaltenders talking about their weddings right it was really i mean really surprising what goes Mm -hmm. on at these nhl weddings with with the dancing and the pants splitting and I think, I think that's also the most I've heard from UC Soros in quite a lot, quite, was, quite a while. That was a lot of time talking for, for Juice. Today on the show, the Predators are in a bad way, folks. And uh, they, they can't hold a two-goal two lead. They can't uh, close out any wins. They've lost four straight. They've lost yeah. like six of the last seven. It's not great. So we're going to talk a lot about that. And, uh, you know, is this all part of Barry's plan to, to lose these games? I don't know. Doesn't seem like it. We're also going to return to the world of Preds Facebook. Oh, boy. Tonight is the return, Sean, of a very popular fan segment of this show, Dumb Things Said on Preds Facebook. And, and let me let me just say, Alex, and, and to everybody listening out there, I have not seen such a positive response from anything else we've done or said until we announced the mm-hmm. return of Dumb Things Said on people, Preds Facebook. People want it. So there are some, some supremely hot takes, some really scorching takes out there so we're going to talk about those uh we might even devote two segments to it and finally we're going to preview the next few games on the schedule and of course have our three-on-three draft oh boy and um but we got to start with a puck drop topic and sean i want to know this you are the the, co- the predators coach right no, well no Alex. What, what would be your strategy for holding a two-goal lead over either the anaheim ducks the arizona coyotes or the calgary flames which are all three teams that the Predators had two goal leads. What would be your strategy? What do you? What do you? What's your game plan now, to I've, hold that together? I've thought a lot about this, um, and and the first thing I'd want to do uh, is keep them from scoring goals. That's going to be step one. But let's let's be serious for a minute. How how are you going to do this? <laughs> if I wanted to hold a two goal lead, you have to really make sure you're balancing between preventing the other team from scoring while keeping your foot on the gas and trying to score at every opportunity you can. You can't just sit back and say, you know what, two goals is enough. We're going to take some time off, maybe rest a little bit in the second and third period and just hope everything works out for the best because it's not going to. Mm -hmm. You need to shut down the blue line, Alex. You need to make it as hard as possible. You need to shut it down like they shut shut down down. all the interstates on my way to the studio tonight. What? (laughs) Okay. No, you want you want as many guys as you can stacked up along that blue line. You want to force dump ins. You you don't want the other team to have an easy time gaining entry to the zone. You want as you want as many uh, uncontrolled zone entries as possible. Mm-hmm. You want dump ins where they're going to be forced to chase. You want to turn it into a a battle in the corners for possession of the puck. You want to make sure that they don't have an easy time getting to the goal. I'm talking stack stack them up on the blue line. Make it hard. Okay, so here's here would be my strategy. Um, 
Well, first of all, we do want to hear from you. If you want to text into the show tonight, you can do that, 615-737-1025. You can text us your ideas on how you would prevent a two-goal lead from disappearing uh, or anything else related to the Nashville Predators. We will talk about it on the air. Uh, maybe you found something uh, dumb on Pred's Facebook. Maybe Ooh. you want to share that. We can possibly share those to make sure that they're clean and make sure we're not identifying any people. But uh, <laughs> So we'll, we can talk about that. But here's what I would do, Sean. Okay. I would not change... Whatever strategy took you to get you a two-goal lead, I would not change it. Whoa, hold on. Don't change anything. Because I think the most important thing in in protecting a lead is to maintain pressure on the other team. The second that you sit back, the second that you concede possession, the second that you allow the other team a little bit of space to roam in and around your zone, the, the, the quicker... The momentum can go to their side. The quicker you have to commit a penalty to to gain an advantage, the, the quicker you're on the penalty kill, and then they start scoring. The other thing is I do think you need to consider backing off your defense. So if you're, blue line, if you're a team that like to act, likes to activate your blue line a little bit, you need to consider backing that off. But you do not hold back your forwards. They, they press as, as they normally would. So, like, if you're a Roman Yossi or you're a Dante Fabro or an Alex Carrier, you want them to maybe hold back a little bit, stay back a little bit, and obviously the other guys, Barry and McDonald's on the lineup, but Lozon, those guys, make sure that they're definitely staying back and preventing uh, too many transition plays. I mean, it seems easy, right? It's, we're talking about it as if we just oh, yeah. have this uh, little you know, uh, a switchboard and we can just push these buttons and it all happens. But ultimately, Sean, what happened in these last three games, last four games really, was not good, and no, um, it, no. you know, let's go back to the 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 last game that I'm sorry the 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 game after the last show we had was Winnipeg. It was the tail end of the road trip, and honestly, it really just looked like the Predators wanted to get home. And they got Kyle Connor had a hat trick. He had a really nice highlight reel goal. Uh, Cole Smith had the 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 fight and the instigator penalty. The, it was it was really just a bad night overall. I mean, there were some moments, but. UC Soros, five goals allowed, just a, not a great performance on the road, and you just wanted them to end, right? You wanted oh. the, the, the road trip to end and for them to get back to Nashville. For sure. And I, I think, too, you know, you say it looked like they wanted to get back home. And I'm not going to say that the team's going to take a game off because they're ready to get home, but you, you certainly feel toward the end of a road trip, you feel that setting in mm-hmm. to where it's like, all right, let's, let's get this game played, let's do the best job we can, and, and now we're headed back. There's definitely some anticipation that comes along with that. Uh, yeah. It's not with – I don't think it's out of the question to say that at that point they're probably ready to be home. And I'm not saying that meant they took the game off. What I'm saying is I'm sure you're right. They were ready to be out of there, especially after the uh, sound beating they took <laughs> on the ice that night. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, not not a great night uh, all around. Yeah. And so then um, on Saturday, you know, they, they return home and they play Arizona – um, Arizona's always a team that just plays the Preds well. It's a tough, always a tough matchup. I mean, just watching the way that this game unfolded, you really the the Preds. There's so many reasons they should have won this game. They go up two to, two to nothing. Yeah. Kiefer Sherwood gets a goal. <clears throat> Philip Forsberg. It's two to nothing, and then they let Arizona score twice in four minutes to tie it up. But then they answer again. Dante Fabro gets them up three to two, not on the power play, but like kind of a, at the end of a power play. And then Ryan O'Reilly makes it 4-2 to two, uh, on the power play. So it's a two-goal lead yet again. And then yet again, Arizona ties it up. In a five-minute span, they get uh, like a weak shot from Carconi. And then uh, and 
then the other goal was I can't remember the second goal, but it was four four all pretty quickly. Um, and then uh, Philip Forsberg gets gets a goal to get him five, and then they tie it up after the uh, the delay of game penalty. The Tommy Novak gets a delay of game penalty, and it's seven to five, seven to five final. They get an empty netter in there, breaks a forty four game winning streak when the Predators have scored five goals, only the seventh loss all time with the Predators scoring five goals in regulation, only seventh time they've ever lost one of those games. What happened here? Let, let me let me say something, and I think you, you kind of mentioned it. You didn't really point it out super you know, specifically, but the delay of game penalty toward the end of the game, that was Tommy Novak. Really you know, killed it. Looked like he was trying to just kind of pass off of the, off of the glass, which is oh, not yes. uncommon. Yeah, for but sure. But it ends up going out and over. That's the delay of game penalty. Now, I don't know if on your way in to the studio – I know you had a quick drive um, yeah. <laughs> to the studio tonight. But did you happen to catch Stillman and Company's interview with general manager Barry Trotz? I did not. So – Barry Trotz mentions throughout the course of this discussion with with Jared Stillman, he starts talking about, you know, uh, reasons that they may not have won games and how, you know, sometimes things happen. And one of the things he mentioned was that delay. He didn't call it out exactly. He didn't say when Tommy Novak's in a puck over. Sure. He talked about you get a late, you know, a late game delay a game penalty or something like that. I think was how he phrased it. But it's certainly something that, you know, that you look at that as a turning point really killed the momentum, I think, mm-hmm. um, that they had going. And and honestly, you know, what's hard is it just seems like such an arbitrary penalty. Like they, there's so many other things that happen that don't create penalties. But this one archaic, well, the puck went over the glass and nobody else touched it. So he must be delaying the game. It's not intentional. Right. Well, I- Okay, if we're going to get into the discussion about whether that should be a penalty or not, yeah. I, I I think there's nothing wrong with that being a penalty. Yeah. I think it's fine. Somebody gets a souvenir, they Ta- throw another puck on it, the ice. It, we're good in, to go. In that moment, Tommy Novak needs to be needs to be better. He needs to be he needs to be have more control of the puck. I I think the the penalty itself, I don't have any problem with. I think it's it's more about like dealing with the pressure, dealing with the pressure in your own zone when you're when you're losing possession, when you're losing momentum in the game dealing with that is something that they just like have not done well that's what brunette has talked about this many times and he's definitely talked about it after arizona and anaheim which we'll talk about in a second um i they they are not dealing with pressure at the right moments they're not dealing they're not dealing with things the way they need to deal with them they're missing some guys in the lineup that are helping with that like ryan mcdonough but they just like they they can't break through to the moment and and in crunch time, when when crucial moments like penalty kills and and last minute goals and and things like that, they 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 can't find a way to 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 stop those things from happening, and they it's just a it's a trend. Well, that's and that's something else Trotz mentioned too is just dealing with with those late game situations and playing the same game all the way throughout, not just when you're getting that two goal lead, but when you're maintaining it. For yeah. example, like you mentioned earlier as well. So they had a two-goal lead in that one. Uh, we're going to talk about the other game they had a two-goal lead last night against Anaheim. We'll touch on that game when we come back. We're also going to get to the dumb things said on Preds Facebook. Uh, stay tuned for that. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk about Anaheim, dumb things said on Preds Facebook when we come back.
Nashville, are you looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate? Look no further than Salus Realty Group. Salus is not just about property. They're about people. They build long-lasting relationships that are all about you, your needs, and your dreams. Salus Realty Group stands for trust, transparency, and community. They are committed to making a positive impact in Middle Tennessee, one home at a time. Ready to make a move? Visit salusrealtygroup.com today and experience real estate the Salus way. And welcome back to Penalty Box Radio Live, presented by Salus Realty Group. Salus Realty Group, your premier destination for Nashville, Tennessee real estate. Also brought to you by the Nashville Spartans, Nashville's one and only junior hockey team based in Nolensville. So before we left, we were going to talk about the um, the Anaheim game, and I know that you've got some opinions about the Anaheim game. Let me just give a quick recap of what happened. So they really, really, really should have won this game. They were up 2 to nothing after Forsberg makes that crazy double uh, mid-air tap goal, baseball style kind of thing. That's pretty cool. Pretty amazing. Roman Yossi has the, the just hammers one into the corner. It's 2 nothing. The Preds are rolling. It looks like this is going to be a, a, a great way to get the, the end the losing streak. But they just let the Ducks get back into it. And Cam Fowler gets his second goal of the year. He's not a big goal scorer. He's a, a top defenseman for them, but mostly because of this, this you know, the, the defensive end. Radko Gudis, not a typical goal scorer, gets his third goal of the year. Prolific goal scorer, Radko Gudis. He averages around like three or four goals a year. He's already got three. It's a um, good year, Alex. And then initially, Urho Vakainen, something like that. We thought he got his first goal, but it actually was changed to Adam Henrique. I guess it was tipped. So um, just all of a sudden now it's 3-2, and it, that third goal comes pretty late, and they can't, they can't get the game-tying goal. Another two-goal lead disappears. The Preds are now 5-10. and ten. I think it's their worst start, depending on how you look at it, it's their worst start since 2002, where they didn't get their sixth win until their 27th game or something like that. So they're 15 games in. They have their Ooh. fifth win. They'll get their, they should get their sixth win before then, but... I mean, it's it's bad. It, it was it's really bad. What what do you what do you think about this game? I, I want to say something. This this is to everybody out there in, in, in listener land, and and to you as well, Alex. I think I'm not a Ducks fan. I'm not someone who goes and is like, let's go Anaheim, let's go Ducks. My my thing is this: the team has been rebuilding, and I think what you're starting to see out of this Ducks team is you're seeing a lot of their draft capital and their their good draft choices, their high draft picks that they've been getting for several years in a row now because they've been such a horrifically bad team. Mm-hmm. And they're paying off. They're all kind of coming into their uh, prime at once. You're starting to see a lot of scoring from their youth. Yeah, You're seeing the team really come together. This is not the Ducks team from two years ago. This is a new I – mean, I don't want to say they're all new, but this is a Ducks team that's starting to get into the groove here. Yeah, and you're kind of seeing—I don't want to say a successful rebuild yet—but you're starting to see the the product of years of sucking. And <laughs> it's not even the—it's not even the Ryan. It's you know Ryan Kessler's long gone. Ryan yeah. Getzloff. Yeah. Corey Perry. Not even that. It's not no no Paul Correa, Timo no. Solani. This is a uh, this is the Radko Gudis Anaheim the Ra- Ducks. The Radko Gudis years of Anaheim. And that and the, they didn't even play Leo Carlson, who they're they're doing this weird thing with. Um, with Carlson being uh, 
they're they're kind of doing like an NBA load management thing, right? Where they're not playing every game, and they're playing in Colorado tonight. So they did back to back, but I'm saying that's, that's probably why. By the way, Cody Cody on uh, on YouTube points out that Gudis had Ryko Gudis had the Gordy Howe hat trick. He did goal assist fight. Yeah, he's they, just a Hall of Famer, I guess. That I, guy. You know, you can't stop a guy like Radko Gudis. <clears throat> no, you know you what I'm saying. To contain he's, him. Yeah. You can. And they didn't do a good job of that last night. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, just uh, on uh, this is something that I noticed, and I, I texted you about this after the game. Uh, I mentioned this earlier on another show, but um, something happened at the end of the game that I, I wanted to men- wanted to bring up. I can't say everything that happened because it wasn't really, it, it it wasn't exactly something that um, it was just something I observed, and I can't exactly say what was said because it wasn't exactly something that I was supposed to hear, but. But basically, here's what happens. So at, at the end of every game, um, when we go down into the tunnels, the tunnels of Bridgestone Arena under the Roman after, Coliseum. After the game, uh, the you know we go down downstairs and we we walk towards where the locker room is. You know, the, all the all the people who are upstairs in the in the media area go down there, and then as we're walking by, um, usually the scratches, whoever the scratches are, are yeah. walking by as well. And uh, in this case, that would be. There were several. I mean, Spencer Stastny was one, but also Luke Shen and Ryan McDonough, the two injured defensemen. Right. So as we're walking by, you know, it's not just and it's not just media. It's, it's also team personnel, including Barry Trotz was walking by. So Barry Trotz is walking by now. Normally, when the when the GMs and the other coaches and everything, when they walk by, they're not really saying anything. They just walk directly. They walk directly to the locker room. They do not pass go. They do not talk to you. They don't. They don't do they, anything. They do collect two hundred dollars. Yeah, because they're doing their job, Alex. Well, this time I noticed that Barry. <clears throat> When he's walking by, Ryan McDonough and and Luke Shen stops them immediately and starts asking. And I could hear basically him asking, like, "When? How are you feeling? How, how are you skating? Are are are? How close are you?" Kind of thing. Yeah. And they're you know they gave him a little quick little update. I'm you know, again I'm walking by as I'm hearing this, and it's I you know I'm I'm not I'm being professional. I'm not gonna stop there. I'm not. It's not like my place to step in and just like, hey, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> hey, fellas. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, but it was very obvious. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it was, I just want to. It was very obvious to me that 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 it, this was on Barry's mind as soon as that game ended. Yeah. He's very clearly focused on what is going on with the defense, Is I guess is where I'm going with that. Sure. Well, you know, but that's not out of the ordinary. I mean, your, your general manager wants to have his finger on the pulse of <laughs> – Every aspect of the team, not just what just happened on the ice, but the guys who are currently yeah. unable to play. Hey, give me a status update. I mean, it saves a phone call in the morning, you know. Just tell me now. We're right here. We're face-to-face. Yeah. Face. That's probably all it was, but I think it just think it's telling that right after he watched the team blow another two-goal lead, he immediately is like, hey, my two defensemen, and the, especially the one that I just signed who I brought here to change the culture – What's going on? When are you coming back? So um, that that kind of wraps up the Anaheim game. I, I think that's we can we can maybe move on at that point. But it's you know nothing. It's all kind of not pretty. And speaking of not pretty, folks, Pred's Facebook oh. is lit. It's lit up. So we're gonna get into it. Dumb things said on okay. Pred's Facebook. We got a lot of things to talk about. We're gonna spend the rest of this segment and the next one on this because there's a lot of things to go over. And remember, if you have any that you want to bring up, bring up, or you see anything, if you've seen anything recently that just made you laugh, or made you roll your eyes, or made you throw your computer onto I forty. Wow. Um, is that <clears> let the, us know. Is that what the delay was? Throwing. That's computers? what the delay was. Okay. Yeah, probably. Um, and I want to start with this one because this was one that I, I just teased on on Twitter. 
uh, what I saw, and this was um, so we're not gonna we're not gonna name any names. We're not gonna we're not gonna out people here. You can do your own research and find these people if you want to. But here was one, and we'll call this person uh, Tim. Okay, <clears throat> this is from Tim, Tim on Facebook. The problem right now is the goal differential. We need to score more goals. Trotz wants to win now. How do we get to scoring more goals? Well, I'm surprised Patrick Kane is still a free agent. I'd love to see him in a Preds jersey. Thoughts? Well, that's... <laughs> I, I don't know if, if that's necessarily an answer. I think, you know, there was enough uh, criticism earlier. In, in oh, you the... don't think Patrick Kane being in Nashville is, is an answer to the, to the team's problems? Yeah, I, I, I don't think so. I, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, if... I mean, well, honestly, you know, Patrick Kane in Nashville was a problem for the Preds for a long time. That's true. Why, why would you want to bring him back? I just like I like the way it starts with um, the problem is goal differential, as Clearly. if like that's some sort of insight. Yeah. Right? Well, that's the problem is the other teams it's are scoring, scoring more, more yeah. goals, and this team's not scoring as many goals. That's pretty much the recipe <clears throat> for a loss. Trotz wants to win now. I don't know that Trotz even said that. I think Trotz wants to change the culture. He wants to change. Change everything in the locker room over to a more winning side. I don't think he's in a win now mode. I don't see yeah. that. No, there's. I don't see any evidence that this is. We're winning the cup this year, boys. I, I see this more as let's change the culture. Let's get things moving in the right direction. Someone replied to Tim basically and said that that's uh, a poil way of thinking, and that uh, and this is why he didn't want um, Trotz as the GM. This person is already thinking, hey, can we get poil back? Yeah, this is, is is that are they is are they just saying that that trots? Uh, let is, me just let me read the exact. They okay. said it's a poil way of thinking that we need to win now, and why I didn't want trots as a GM. So it, I think what this person is saying is that yeah. if trots is coming in and wanting to win now, that's David Poyle two point Yeah, and and folks, I'm going to tell you. Sorry if we have to <laughs> talk through these a few times to figure them out. There's it's usually <laughs> usually more confusing than these. These are pretty straightforward. James on YouTube says the Kane take isn't necessarily dumb, just unrealistic. I think it's pretty dumb. I, I think there's no reason that they need pa Patrick Kane would do nothing to change anything in this locker room. It wouldn't. It wouldn't change the well, the winning culture. Not that Patrick Kane is not a winner, but like they need someone that's going to to come in here. Like the Ryan O'Reilly signing is is the greatest signing that they've made because I think that everything that he brings from a uh, performance standpoint and from a longevity standpoint to be able to, to mentor these guys. I just don't see Patrick Kane as that kind of player. He's a he's a guy that wants to go win another cup right yeah. now with a team that he can, you know, retire with what, cup number four? I think yeah. that's that's where he's at. Ryan O'Reilly's a different guy. And I think that's that's why Trot's got him. I just I I think I think the Kane one is, is very silly. I'm gonna go to another one though. Okay. Um and this is gonna start a trend. So this is uh we'll call this we'll call this uh Facebook guy um, Jim. Okay. This is Jim. Maybe the $8 million a year D-man shouldn't be minus four or sitting in the box so much. Whoa. Stupid penalties from being out of position. Whoa. Says something when Fabro looks better than the star D-man. Wow. His contract is killing us. Ooh. So we have a whole series of, of Roman, Yossi's Roman Yossi takes. First of all, minus four. Mm, the plus the minus, dreaded plus minus, the, <clears throat> the dreaded stats, the dreaded plus minus, the worst stat you can possibly use to rate anybody, especially defensemen, because it's a stat, it's a counting stat, it's a stat that doesn't even count for certain situations. It tells you absolutely nothing. 
sitting in the box so much. He's not even – Roman Yossi has taken a few penalties. He's like fourth on the team in penalty minutes or something like that. But you're, you're going to take penalties. And in the course of any game, if, you're, if you are playing the way you're supposed to play, things are going to happen. And then says something when Fabro looks better. Look, that's Fabro's good. Dante Fabro and, and Roman Yossi have been a very good defensive pairing, I think, so far this year. So, come on, people. And we'll have more uh, Roman Yossi. We'll have more takes about the defensemen and the goaltenders uh, in the next segment. So we're going to continue with dumb things said on Preds Facebook when we come back. As we look ahead to the next Predators showdown, it's the perfect time to plan your future in Nashville. Salas Realty Group is ready to assist, ensuring your real estate goals are met with the determination of a playoff chase. Visit salasrealtygroup.com and let's start mapping out your game plan. Salas Realty Group, where every closing is a championship victory. Folks, you should join the Nashville Spartans, the hockey sensation of the city. Experience thrilling games, family-friendly fun, and unity. Visit NashvilleSpartansHockey.com slash tickets, select your game, and then use this promo code right here, PBR50. You can get 50% off your ticket when checking out. So uh, go check out the Nashville Spartans. They're, uh, they're really fun games to go down there in uh, Nolensville and check it out. Don't miss the excitement. Be a part of Spartans hockey today. Sean, let's get back to some Preds Facebook. Okay. And so we were we talked at the break. We're gonna we're gonna do a little uh, dramatic uh, <laughs> reenactment here. So here's here's one conversation we saw on Facebook. You you wanna you wanna get it yeah. started? This is this is uh, this is basically two people I- interacting on, on yeah. Preds Facebook. I'm I'm going to uh, I'm going to use some artistic license here. Go for uh, it. Is that okay? And I'm yeah. I'm going tonight. The role of of Yossi will be played by Josie. So. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> you ready? All right, let's go. Go. Josie should be benched, stripped of the C, and probably changed to a different position. Led the team in ice time, but was a team worse minus three tonight while taking two penalties. I blame at least three goals on him not being where he should be. We had the lead. He should be defending the goal and the puck. He needs to play a different position. If he wants to play the middle, then let him. Get someone to take his place. Josie had a horrible game last night on the defensive side. He's had a horrible three years. <laughs> I think in one of those three oh years, was, wasn't there something about a Norris Trophy? I think he won a Norris Trophy in the last three years, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Man. Man, horrible three years. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of – we like to call it Jody. Jody. Yeah, Jody's a common Jody is a misspelling. Common. Yeah. Uh, another one, this is another person, we'll call her Sarah. Josie's in the box. I'm, we're saying Josie intentionally, by the way. Josie's in the box more than anyone else. It's been that kind of year of him, year for him for sure. Um, then more about his how much he's paid. There's tons yeah, of that trade. Trade Josie too much Dern money, except not Dern. Ooh. <clears throat> um, here's one. Uh, hoping that there is payoff eventually. With this is this stuff is this is less dumb and more just like I don't really understand what they're what they're. I think it's just these are just worried people. These are just nervous people. Hoping there's payoff eventually with Brunette's system. This is definitely not an improvement over Hines thus far. And someone replies, I don't want Hines back, but Brunette has a lot of work to do. Well, no kidding. Yeah, of course he does. That was the that's the pl- yeah, right. 
I, I, I let me let me say something. Let's take a, a quick little break from from Preds Facebook for okay, me. Okay, go ahead. I, I a little bit of insight. This this is coming from someone who who loves loves hockey. I enjoy watching it. I love learning about it. My son plays. I watch his practices constantly. If you if you want to see what it's like to implement a new system right Mm -hmm. you've got a new head coach you want to see what it's like to implement a new system go watch like a nine-year-old hockey practice with a team (laughs) because what and and i'm not i'm not being i'm being very serious on this if you go in you're going to see the coach the coach is going to explain what he wants and then the players are going to try to do it and then he's going to have to go in and fine tune and and all of this gets done in practice Mm -hmm. in preparation for a game the game comes you might see it happen once Right. But after they go to exactly. that, after they have that happen in a game and they see that it, oh, well, I, I right. did this this one time and this was the result, then you have some buy-in and then you see more kids starting to pick up on it in practice. It, it's a whole process. It doesn't just happen because you, you put a new guy in the coach's office or behind the bench. It mm-hmm. happens because you work constantly on these things. You start integrating new ideas and new systems into what you've already got. And of course, when you have a lot of guys that were on the team last year, there's a lot of stuff that has to be unlearned. Old habits die hard, right? Yeah. So I, I, I don't think it's, you know, if you're expecting payoff in the first 20 games, you, you should see some flashes, but you're not going to yeah. see what this really looks like for a while. And that's okay. Uh, the the stripped of the C thing is, is a common, yeah. it, that they, always they, comes up. Um, and you know, we've, you and I have previously talked about this on previous podcasts that we've done, not on this show, but, but the, the being stripped of the captaincy is always a popular thing. People love talking. That's, that goes, that's the same family as the media is not asking the tough questions kind of thing. It's the same category of like people grasping at straws. They, They don't know where to, they're, they're angry at the losses and they don't know how to express it. They don't know, either they don't understand the game enough or they just don't, have the words to express like what's going on. Right. So they're just like, well, the thing I do understand is there's a letter on that guy's jersey. Just take that one off. Yeah. And and the other thing I understand is that the people who are telling me the bad news, yeah. maybe it's their job. <laughs> yeah. They're not they're not forcing the coach to say what I want him <laughs> right. to say. And right. I I think the more we talk about this though, are are we just are we starting to understand Pred's Facebook? Is that what's going on? Are, no, are we coming to this, uh, we've just reached enlightenment so early in the process, and now it's like we understand why people are saying these things, and now we're just going to lay off. Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay, I, I, I really, sure. I really don't think so. Uh, because here's another example. Uh, another person says that Gudis, which by the way is spelled G-U-D-U-S. That's not, fine. We knew what they. Gudis was plus five. Yossi was minus seven. Well, there you go. There you have it. Radko Gudis. Player of the year. Player Norris Trophy winner. Norris Trophy winner. Radko He's plus Gudis. five. He's plus five. That's it. I don't I, I'm pretty sure if you look, you know, the NHL sends out like players <laughs> of the week, he's gonna be up there. He said so this guy said Gudis and Yossi have scored the same amount of goals this year. That should tell you how the Golden Boys season is going. Or, <laughs> like, wait, which one's the Golden Boy? <laughs> right. Radko Gudis. Radko Gudis. And then I love that someone responded to this person and said, have you ever played organized hockey? <laughs> <laughs> but even even that. that, even that is a is is a commonality you see on there. It's you don't know what you're talking about because you've never played organized hockey. Right. So that's a fun yeah. one that gets thrown around. So you mentioned about the, the practice thing. I, I, what, I was going to mention this as well. This isn't really a, F- a Preds Facebook thing, but I, I tweeted out a, a, a video of something that happened in practice today that that was kind of fun. They had a they had a good practice today. It was very like um uh, kind of trying to get the competitive juices flowing. It was like 
they did a lot of three on two games and and kind of things. They they finished the practice with this uh, shootout competition. Yeah, blue versus gold. Blue goes out. If they score, then the gold team has to run sp- uh, skate sprints. Okay. If the blue team misses, then the blue team has to skate sprints. It's pretty simple. Yeah. But it's it's fun. And the um, I think it was Coach uh, Derek McKenzie was the one picking the skaters. So the ones taking the the, the penalty shots were not your top. They were. It wasn't picking Forsberg and and you know Riley and stuff. He was picking like uh, like Liam Foodie took one and. Cole Smith took one. Michael McCarron took one. So he was, take, he was picking some guys that like he wanted to add some pressure to their game. Right. It was a good good thing. It was it was a very positive. The the players were really into it. But I posted this and I forgot that people are this way about about <laughs> practice videos. That I forgot that people don't see it in context. Right. So I watched it in context of I just watched a full practice in which yeah. they did a ton of other things. Yeah. They worked those- on. And those small ice, like two on three or two on two games, are like they're brutal. Oh, like, they're they don't really hold brutal. Anything back. But in addition, but even just the shootout thing, it wasn't the most like um, physically intensive. I mean, like the sprints were not that crazy. You know, they weren't they weren't going like hard all that hard. But my my point is, I just watched the whole practice, and so I saw everything they did before that. I saw right. all of the things that they'd worked on. They worked on a bunch of transition stuff. They worked on a lot of skills. They worked on a ton, and then they finished with this. Well, I posted this, and then I realized, like, I saw some of the comments coming in. And, of course, it's people who are like, oh, is that going to help them not blow a two-goal lead? <laughs> right. How is shootout practice going to help them win these games? They haven't even gotten to a shootout yet. And I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that's how this works. People don't have context. They don't, right. they don't, they don't understand. So maybe I should just stop tweeting out things that they do in practice. No, is, I don't think so. I mean, first off, it, it gives us something to talk about, um, you know, but but second, look, I, I think the more people see things like that, even if you do have to do some work on the defending it side, I think it's probably better. I mean, because like you said, uh, people that are, are commenting on these things, they, I don't think they they see the big picture and you know, mm-hmm. what's going on behind the scenes. And so that little glimpse into practice, if they view it and say, well, why is why? Why is this what they're doing? Is this really going to help? Well, realistically speaking, in context, which you can explain, because you're a member of the media, Alex, mm-hmm. it helps them understand the bigger picture. Yeah. That's I, I, right. I think it does. More so than asking the right questions. I have to give a shout out to uh, Nick Morgan. Uh, I, I tweeted out that, that one of the, uh, I teased out one of the Preds Facebook things was going to be about a position player changing, or someone playing, changing positions. Right. Nick said, spoiler alert, it's Philip Tomasino playing goaltender. Oh, boy. <laughs> By the way, so let's wrap up the, the the Preds Facebook thing with a positive Preds Facebook. Okay. With probably my favorite fa- uh, Preds Facebook post of all time. Wow. It might be up there. Of all time. And I think it's I think it's kind of a mantra now. I think in my mind it's like uh it's it's almost like a poem. It's almost kind of written like a poem, actually. Okay. This came from uh about a week ago, actually. This is from a guy. <laughs> on Facebook, who this is? I, I'm going to call this an ode to Jakob Trenin. Okay. Oh, oh, oh! This is good. <laughs> and it just says, "Here's here's all in all of its simplicity." Here it is. One day, Jakob Trenin will be a revered hockey player. Jakob Trenin scored a lot of goals in Milwaukee. That will happen as a predator. He is always all over the place. He is a defensive pest. He's all over the board. He's all over the front of the net. One day his shots are going to go in. Yakov will be the man. That's my take. That's that's really that beautiful. Good. 
I, I tell you, what, whatever language that was written in before it got translated, <laughs> it probably rhymed, too. It was really good. But I, that, I like the way that reads. So that's the anti-dumb Facebook. That's, that's good Facebook. That's the kind of Facebook you want. You want people who just want to get produce you know, maybe positive or, or productive or con- constructive opinions about things. Not that people – people have a right to complain about things. I'm not saying that they don't, but – I just like stuff like that where someone just wants to go on this, you know, social media site and just say the things that they like about a player. And that's yeah. that's what that is, and I love it. No, oh, I, I think it's great. I think it makes it has all the makings of a, of a perfect back tattoo. Oh man. That would be that would be a, a pretty sick back tattoo. or one of those where it's like all the words are written so that it it makes the the shape oh. of Jakob oh, Trinan's yeah, face. Yeah, yeah. That would be yeah. really cool. If we had, look, if there's anyone out there listening right now, whether it's on the radio, on the podcast, I don't care, on the YouTube, what I need you to do, if you have the talent, you have the skill, make that poem, that beautiful poem about <laughs> Yakov Trinan, into one of those poem things where the letters make up the person's face. Get that out into the into the world somehow. We need that. Beautiful. Um, one one more thing before we go. Uh, th- someone mentioned. People who think Roman Yossi's overpaid haven't seen Darnell Nurse's contract. Ooh. Darnell Nurse makes more than Roman Yossi. It's P- crazy. People need to remember that. It's pretty nuts. So just keep that in he's, mind. He's a bargain. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about the uh, upcoming games. There's some <clears throat> excuse me, some big ones coming, including some uh, returning members of oh former boy. Predators teams. And then we will have the three-on-three draft. The show's almost over, but your real estate journey is just beginning. With Salus Realty Group, you're always on the winning team. Their dedication to clients is as relentless as the Preds on a power play. Lace up for your real estate play at salusrealtygroup.com. Salus Realty Group, where every deal is a hat trick. Welcome back to Fox Radio Live, presented by Salus Realty Group. I feel re- I feel introspective all of a sudden. Oh, are you emotional? I very, very. And you know what? I think it's going to be emotional next Monday night. Why? why do you know do you, why? Why do you think it's going to be a, an emotional night next Monday? Because night? next Monday, Sean. Yes. The Colorado Avalanche come to town, and the return. Of Ryan Johansson oh, to right. Nashville. I thought you were talking about Samuel Gerrard. Okay. No, we already had him. Oh. He, already, he, already, he already returned and swept the press. Oh, that's right. A few right. times. Okay. Um, I, I would just... The, when I think about the the tribute video stuff, I, I think there's a lot, of, a lot of things that are kind of... I mean, they've had some tribute videos that have been kind of weird. You know, they did the dual one with... Um, Luke Cunning, Matt Benning, and Matt Benning. Yeah, that was odd. I mean, I guess they needed to do one. Um, but I just got to thinking about you know with with Ryan Johansson coming back from from uh, for the first time as a member of the Colorado Avalanche. You know, Johansson was here for a long time. He's, I think, I've oh, most of us have said he's one of the best, if not the best, center in in the Predators' history so far, just because of what he was able to do. And he's got a, had a, had a great run. I mean. While he was here, the Predators had their best four-year stretch in the, the history of the franchise. He had a lot of really big moments, and I just got to thinking, like, what what do you put on that tribute video? What are some things that you're going to see on there? I think there's a, some pretty big on-ice moments, yeah. and then there's some off-ice moments. I think some on-ice moments, I 
I think you have to put some key goals, and I, I would okay. think of I have I have two in mind. Let's hear them. Okay, so I think you you have to put the first goal that he scored. His okay. first goal, I think it was his first shot as a predator. Um, he scored on his first, very first shot, I think against the Avalanche actually, and uh, I think you got to put that on there. I think you got to put the the go ahead goal against St. Louis in Game Six. Yeah. Of the of the, of the Western sorry Western Conference semifinal. The the feed from Arvidsson where he brought it in and deked Jake Allen and scored and place went nuts, and then um, that, those are the only two that come to mind, I guess. But what do, what do you have? I, I think you've got to do the uh, was it a preseason game? But I think it was a preseason uh, shootout walk off oh, goal yeah. where he yeah. scored and then just immediately walked off the ice. Wow, that's got to be the this has got if that's on there. And I think you're right. That's got to be on there because it happened twice. Happened right? twice, and then I'd say you know at least one of the uh, controller unplugged, controller yep. disconnected shootout sure. goals. Those were those were really enjoyable. Sure, the slow Joe. Yeah, those were fun. You know, if he makes if the uh, if the preseason walk off the ice thing gets in there, that's got to be the first time a preseason moment ever made it in a tribute video, right? Yeah, but that was stone cold. It was, yeah. That's that was, and it's very per, it's very like perfect for his personality. It is, it is on on brand. What about off ice stuff? You think that that anything? So makes a, it a in couple, there? a couple. Now, it was technically on ice, but I think if if you've ever been down with with a young child, I you know, I have children that are. I like to go down and go to the glass for games and never mm-hmm. just get down there for warm-ups. Uh, Johansson loves the kids, interacts with the kids very yeah. well, comes over, makes faces, messes around, throws pucks, just just really good with the kids. And, and off ice, and that wasn't gameplay, but that was on the ice, but off ice, really enjoyed everything he did with the holiday outreach, uh, going and, and doing all the Christmas shopping for kids and, and things like that. I think when you see that side of, of a player, especially someone like Johansson, who's, I think, just kind of a big, goofy kid anyway, um, it, it's nice to see him giving back to the community in that way. Yeah, that would be cool. I also think uh, I think we're vibing. Oh yeah, that's got to make that it was in a there, big right? one. Vibing. Yeah. What about the 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 Ryan Kessler oh, stuff playoff? Oh, man. Well, this is gonna be this is gonna be a pretty emotional game. You're right. You're right. <laughs> is that emotional to you? Well, that remembering was, that. Well, you know, you gotta think. You 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 hear something like that happening, and it just gives you a lot of confidence that things are gonna go your way. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, so. But real quick, the, the the that's next Monday. The uh, obviously before that, the Predators play the the Blackhawks on Saturday. Connor Bedard comes to town. Next after that, they the, on Wednesday they have a game. So that means Sean that we will not have a show next week. Oh, we will be off next week, and then we will come back the following Wednesday. So okay. we will not have another show until two weeks from now. Okay. Um, and uh, in the meantime, we're gonna have to uh, tide you over with a little edition of the three on three draft. Oh boy. <clears throat> so let's get it going. If you don't know what we're doing tonight, we are drafting something uh, a little different. We've drafted all kinds of different things over the years. Tonight, we're going to draft trains, Sean. <laughs> trains, <laughs> Alex. Yes. Trains, okay. This is the game where we draft. Sean and I draft a topic of our choosing. This is not necessarily hockey-related, so tonight we're drafting trains. Excellent. Excellent music choice for tonight. Um, I go first, I think, right? Yep, you you right. drew the long straw here. <clears throat> I drew the long straw. So tonight's draft is trains. So when I think about trains, I think there's an obvious number one overall pick. It's very obvious to me anyways. I'm going with Thomas the Tank Engine. Ooh. Thomas the Tank Engine, Not number one draft pick right there. 
second only to Caillou in my uh, in my short list of annoying children's television characters. You don't like Thomas? No. Okay. I'm sorry. I, right. I cannot tolerate his nonsense. <laughs> All right. What's your top train? What's okay, your number one well, train? Well, I figured this would be your number one choice, so I hadn't planned on getting it, but since it's still on the board, I'm taking the Hogwarts Express. That was going to be my next pick. That was going to be my next pick. Because it's magical, Alex. It is very magical. That's good. That's good. Hogwarts Express is a really big train, uh, really popular, magical, big part of pop culture. That's yeah. a good one. Okay. I got I to gotta rethink this. Oh, boy. Got him on the run. Um, okay. I, I'm going to go in a weird direction. Okay. Have you ever played the game Goldeneye? Yes. You know the train level? Yes. I'm taking that train. Okay. That's fair. Because... First of all, it's a really fun level. It's an amazing level of Goldeneye where you're running through the train, going from front to back, and you're shooting the guys, and have to you have to set off all the destroy all the alarms or whatever it is. Yeah. And then you got to use the little watch laser at yeah. the end to open up the little thing at the bottom. Yep. Awesome level. It's a great level. I'm taking the Goldeneye train. The Goldeneye train from, from the Goldeneye game. Okay. All right. So with with my next choice, which again you've rethought your strategy, it got a little weird on me, but I do like. I do like that choice. It wasn't on my list. I'm going to go with a, a very popular train, especially this upcoming time of year, with the Polar Express. Yeah, that's a good one, too. That, that because is... it's magic, Alex. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's a good one, too. That's a, that's a solid pick. You got some You got some, some all-timers there. I think you got some good, good picks. This list could go on, Alex. Um, my last pick is going to be, well, I've got two options. I think I'm going to go with this one. You've seen Back to the Future. I have. Back to the Future 3. I've seen that one as well. Okay. I'm going to go with the train from Back to the Future 3, where they have to jump the uh, ravine. Yeah, I remember it well. Yeah. So Alex, I, you know, I love that choice. Uh, it was on my list. It was I on was your list. told by someone that I always <laughs> run my choices by that no one cares about that movie. <laughs> and no one remembers the train. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah. And I'm probably going to get a text so. here in a minute. When the radio I don't know what the train is up. called, but I'm just going to go with the train from Back, Back to the Future 3. That's what I would have called yeah. it, too. Um, so, you know what? Uh, with my last choice in the 3-on-3 three three draft, I think I'm going to take it home. I think this is an easy dub for uh, old Sean here. And I'm going to go with the Midnight Train to Georgia. I, I knew you were going to go with the music reference. I knew that was coming. Couldn't help it. I thought it was either going to be that or the Chattahoochee whatever thing it the, is. The Chattahoochee thing? What? No, no. <laughs> What's the chat? The Chattanooga. The, sorry, no. The Chattanooga Choo Choo. Oh that a song? Lord! I, we stayed at the Chattanooga Choo Choo recently. Um, there were some arrests made. Okay. Prostitution, drugs. It I, was terrible. I, I knew you were going to go with some music. Had route. to get out of there. Oh, just, my, I'm getting text messages. Just like now. I knew that I was going to go movies. All right, so I've got the um, um, Thomas the Tank Engine. I've got the train level on Goldeneye, and I've got the uh, train from Back to the Future Three. You have Hogwarts Express. The Hogwarts Express, the Polar Express, and the Midnight Train to Georgia. Okay, Connor, tell us who wins. Thomas the Tank Engine was my childhood show. Yes. Um, Back to the Future is one of my top three series of all time. I'm liking where we're going here. And then I love I loved Goldeneye as well. Yes. That, I was a little young when that one came out, but yeah. Sean, I'm sorry, man. I gotta go, Alex. Here, <laughs> yeah. I, I've got to remember that our judge is young enough to be my child. That was not part of my strategy. I just went. I, I I went best available. I mean, I just went. I went 
best music train available. Your music reference went over my head. I'm not going to lie to you. There you go. Oh, well, yeah. it didn't go over everybody's head. Too old. Well, that, that hurts. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much for listening to Penalty Box Radio Live. We really appreciate you uh, tuning in. Uh, you can check us out every Wednesday here on 102.5 The Game. Uh, except for next week, obviously, the Predators play next week. They play Calgary, so there will be no show for us, but we'll be back the following week, the 29th. Um, and, um, yeah, we, we love talking about the Preds and obviously finishing off with a little fun here. But thanks for listening to Penalty Box Radio Live, presented by Silas Realty Group. Silas Realty Group, your premier destination for Nashville, Tennessee real estate. Also want to thank the Nashville Spartans, Nashville's one and only junior hockey team based in Nolensville. Sean, any final thoughts before we get out of here? I feel like I was robbed on this one. Oh, okay. Well, you weren't. Get them next time, champ. Good night. Good night, everybody. Uh-huh.